Well, the Missouri women's basketball team just dropped a really disappointing game in the first round of the tournament to Arkansas. Did the Tigers just cut their noses off to spite their faces? I'd argue that they kind of did. And also, well, I've just started delving a little more deeply into the college basketball landscape. Who could Missouri be looking at if they are potentially firing Conzo Martin? Well, all this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for making this your first listen. And well, I got to say, I'm disappointed. I'm deeply disappointed in what just happened down in Nashville, the first round of the SEC tournament. If Asia Blackwell was eligible to play in that basketball game, if you as the head coach, Robin Pinchton, if you thought that she was good to go as far as being able to play in terms of the rules, all that stuff, in your mind she'd done everything she needed to do, well then by God, just play her. Either play her or don't because just playing her a few minutes here and there, she didn't check into the ball game until the second quarter. She didn't play at all in the overtime period where Missouri was thoroughly dominated, frankly, by Arkansas this afternoon what was the point of that was that trying to was that trying to prove a point in a must win ball game that you may well have needed to make the NCAA tournament now hopefully the tigers are still on the right side of the bubble but of course now you leave yourself vulnerable to mid-major upsets of course in the in the conference tournaments where maybe an obvious team that's going to get an at large bid either way well now, if that team gets upset, there's an automatic qualifier. Well, that's just one less at-large bid out there for the big major conference teams like Missouri. Unfortunately, they've really put themselves on the edge here to me, and I just don't understand why, If, if once again, if you're going to play Asia Blackwell, then just play her. And it was very obvious that they needed her offense because other than Haley Troop, and other than the occasional Asia Blackwell play that she made, Missouri got absolutely nothing done offensively. In fact, really, that was not a pretty basketball game by any stretch of the imagination. Neither team could make a shot seemingly within five to six feet of the basket. And, you know, just Blackwell's rebounding ability alone immediately made a difference. You saw her just sky over multiple defenders at one point with a strong putback, really strong putback that got the Missouri bench really excited. I know that. So to me, I just, I don't know how Robin Pinchton, if they end up not making the tournament, I'd be questioning myself all off season. I can promise you that. Now, putting the Blackwell situation aside and just analyzing what actually took place on the floor, really Missouri, for as bad as they were offensively for most of the game outside of, of Haley Troop and you know a couple moments here and there from some other players, I thought transition defense was really maybe their biggest bugaboo because there was multiple times in that game where Again, in transition, they just had trouble picking up all five gals on the court, and especially Amber Ramirez in the second half. To me, just letting her get open 
at all from the three-point line is just a mistake. You've got to find her in transition. You've got to run her off that three-point line in the half court. Make her prove that she can put the ball on the court and finish oversized because obviously she's not the biggest gal in the world. And, you know, also just more little things defensively, why would you ever go under the screen on her is beyond my ability to understand either. Frankly, I would never go under the screen on most smallish guards at the women's college basketball level. And Haley Frank included well, – sorry, not Haley Frank, but Lauren Hansen. Excuse me. I, I've got my, got my Missouri players mixed up there for a second. Excuse me. No, Lauren Hansen, same deal. For as good of a ball handler as she is, as good of a shooter as she is, more importantly – I'd be much more worried about her stepping back, knocking down shots than I am about a relatively short player coming inside and finishing in the paint oversize. That's just me. And also there was one sequence where Missouri allowed, again, an an easy open three-point shot when there's a double team off of a shooter to double team a player with her back to the basket. You know, LaDasia Williams from Missouri is actually an exception to this. But most players at this level are not great with their back to the basket. In fact, that's true at the men's college level these days, too. Not nearly as many players can play with their back to the basket as was true 10, 20 years ago. That's for sure. So to me, you've got to force those players to do things that they're not comfortable with. And one thing that college women can do every bit as well as college men is knock down open jump shots. So the last thing you want to do is give up those easy opportunities. And Amber Ramirez made Missouri pay on multiple occasions in both the half court and in transition. And I I thought that's really where they ultimately probably lost the game, at least in regulation. And speaking of the end of regulation, I did find it a little amusing that the Arkansas player just absolutely crashed into Haley Frank on that last second shot attempt. She was the help of help defender attempting to take a charge there. I'm I'm telling you 98% of the time that's a charge, but somehow with the game on the line, well, hey, let them play, I guess. I'll never understand that. Frankly, if you want to let them play like that all game and swallow your whistle on charging violations, well, basketball would probably be a lot more fun to watch. But if it's a foul for the first 39 minutes of the game, it's got to be a foul in the last minute too, certainly in the last five seconds. So that's one thing I'll say too. And also Sophie Cunningham, I noticed, chimed in a little bit on Twitter. She wasn't very happy with that cheap double technical on both Lauren Hansen and the player for Arkansas as well. Sophie said, let women play. Stop calling weak-ass techs because women show emotion, period. Hey, I'm with you there, Sophie. She's definitely speaking her book, though, as we like to say in the stock game. Sophie, certainly not afraid to show a little emotion on the basketball court. And coming up on the show, I've already mentioned one name the past week or so I would be interested in if Missouri is shopping for a new head men's basketball coach this offseason. Well, let's delve even more deeply. Let's get into some more potential names as well. But first, let's talk about Run Your Pool. And with Selection Sunday less than two weeks away, that means you need to start thinking right now about where you want to host your brackets. Well, do you want the usual or do you want the best? Well, from our experience, if you want the best, it's runyourpool.com along with your standard brackets. They've got Survivor, 
type pools, all different types of selections, and you have options to edit your scoring even further down from there, offering you intel and picks, the type of stuff you're not going to find on ESPN or CBS. So obviously, we're huge believers in Run Your Pool because, again, that's where we run our brackets contest. So if you want to join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on, do so, and while you're there, create your own pool for your families, your friends, your coworkers, whatever it might be, and enter the promo code Pure Madness at checkout for ten bucks off your custom pool. All the details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. And we will look forward to competing with you there. Thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked On Mizzou feed and on our YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. You're definitely going to want to check that out. I know I'm going to be listening for sure. And you know what? If you've been listening to me, you know you will know that Sean Miller, yes, no relation to me, of course, Sean Miller, former head coach at the University of Arizona, is somebody that I think Missouri should absolutely consider. And my main point here is that, hey, it's not I'm not saying it's Sean Miller or bust by any stretch of the imagination. I just think this idea that, well, Missouri would never hire a coach like that. Well, why the heck not? That's my question. Because if you really look at Sean Miller objectively, well, yes, all of this NCAA tournament infraction uncertainty, and I say uncertainty because the NCAA is yet to rule on any of this stuff. So yes, there is a bit of a black cloud still hanging over Sean Miller. But here's the thing. If you look at the notice of allegations against Miller, well, it's all about Arizona, None of it was actually directly tied to Sean Miller. So basically what he's facing is the same type of allegation, a sort of head coach control infraction that ultimately led to Auburn coach Bruce Pearl being suspended for exactly two games. So again, if that's your risk, if two games, maybe, I don't know, six, seven games, if that's your big risk, I'm just saying if you're Missouri Hold your nose a little bit and keep in mind that our basketball program has really taken a huge stumble the last decade or so. So to me, if that's your big worry, especially in a world in a world where name, image, and likeness is fine, again, Will Wade and Bill Self are still on the sidelines. Okay, again, enough with Sean Miller. I've already made my case for him, but again, that's the main point, and I just wanted to give a little bit more context there. But speaking of Millers, hey, another fantastic Miller, possibly. Well, it's actually his brother, Archie Miller, perhaps another person that Missouri should consider. And certainly I think he's probably, he's only 43 years old, right? Still a very young man by college basketball coaching standards, quite young. Well, here's the deal. Well, I think he would certainly be possibly interested to coming to a place like Missouri, there is one potential stumbling block in that's that he's still getting paid pretty well by his former employer, the Indiana Hoosiers. And if you want to say, well, if he couldn't make it at work at Missouri, or excuse me, if he couldn't make it work at Indiana, why could he make it work in Missouri? Fair question, but at the same time, 
Hardly anybody's been able to make it work at Indiana. That, that's a really tough job. But anyway, that's one name to keep in mind. But somebody who's probably even more interesting to me is somebody at the mid-major level, and that's Dennis Gates, the current head coach at Cleveland State University. Another young guy, just 42 years old. He was actually a, a hot name on the whole coaching carousel last season, decided to stay at Cleveland State. Well, guess what? He's got him winning the Horizon League, Cleveland State, that is, once again. Before Gates came along, Cleveland State had very little, very little history in the NCAA tournament, but now they've made it three years in a row now, I believe, or they would have made it in 2020, let's put it that way. Definitely seems like the type of guy who is ready to take the next step in his in his coaching career for sure and by the way in other head coaching news around the country there had already been some rumors swirling that perhaps Maryland would come calling for Iona coach Rick Patino. well Maryland along with Patino's former Louisville probably the two biggest jobs open right now Patino saying he's staying with Iona can we believe Rick Patino? well that's up for debate but so far at least Obviously, you can't see Patino coming to Louisville. If he's not interested in Maryland, I just don't even think he's worth talking about if you're a Missouri fan at this point. He's also on the higher end of the age range for sure. I believe he's pushing 70 years old, if not past that particular event horizon. But you know what? Also, Ben Howland, also a guy Missouri formerly interested in around the Kim Anderson era, Sounds like he might be hanging it up at Mississippi State at the age of 64. One way or the other, it's, there's the sort of scuttlebutt is that Howland might be done with the Bulldogs. So could be a one, uh, one other opening at least along with Georgia, possibly Missouri. Who knows, maybe Vanderbilt if Jerry Stackhouse wants to move on and do something else. But otherwise, I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of coaches moving on in the SEC this offseason. And I've got some more names for you on a potential Missouri basketball coaching search, including the top assistant from the defending national champions. But first, football season is over. But of course, the NBA and college hoops is under their way, full steam ahead. March Madness is on its way. We got the conference tournaments coming. Hey, I don't know about you. I like to check out some conference tournament odds, too. Well, the best place to get it all is at betonline.net, the number one spot for all your sports betting needs, and also a great spot for sports scores, podcasts, news, all offseason at betonline.net. And, of course, not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic sports, entertainment. Heck, they even have WrestleMania odds most seasons. So be on the lookout for that if you're a pro wrestling fan like myself. So head to betonline.net today where the game starts. So obviously we brought up former Arizona coach Sean Miller earlier. Well, you might notice that Arizona is still doing quite well without Sean Miller. Well, that's in no small part to their new head coach, Tommy Lloyd. He was actually with Mark Few for years and years at Gonzaga, building that program up to what it's become today. Well, guess what? 
Now it seems like he's a really good head coach, too. And sort of in that mold is from Baylor, I would say. Jerome Tang, who has been with Scott Drew since 2003 at Baylor. Is it maybe time for one of a guy who has helped engineer one of the great turnarounds in college sports history, perhaps sports history in general, I don't know. I think it would take it would take at least a job like Missouri to get him to leave. A pretty cush situation for him. You got to remember, he's probably getting well over a million bucks a year to be that high level of an assistant for that long. So you always got to wonder: Do those guys want the pressure if they've been in that situation for so long? But to me, of all the longtime assistants out there, Jerome Tang of Baylor has got to be the most interesting guy. Now, speaking of people who have the Scott Drew pedigree, well, there's another guy in Texas who I think has got to be interesting. 45-year-old Grant McCaslin, the head coach of North Texas. You might remember last year the Mean Green upset Purdue in the first round. Hey, I actually picked that one. Good for me. Wasn't my best year outside of having Baylor and Gonzaga in the in the finals, but I did have that early upset. Well, turns out the Mean Green are probably even better this year. 13 and 1 record in the Conference USA, 20 and 4 overall. In fact, they've been so good this year. A strong chance, even if they don't win the conference tournament, that they'll get an at-large bid anyway. So Grant McCaslin at 45, got to be somebody to look at if you're Missouri, in my opinion. And finally, two more mid-major head coaches that I think are pretty interesting. First of all, Matt McMahon is the head coach of Murray State. And, well, Murray State's been a really, really good mid-major program for a long time now. And, well, this might be the Racers' best team ever. They're 27-2 and currently, 17-0 and in the Ohio Valley Conference, and number 19 in the AP poll. So a lot of people are going to be interested in Matt McMahon. In fact, I could see Louisville, obviously, with Murray State being pretty darn close to Louisville, geographically speaking. I could totally see him being an option for them if maybe some of the higher big name guys if they don't if they don't land their number one guy, maybe Matt McMahon would possibly consider Missouri. I don't know. He may honestly be a little bit out of our range, but he's certainly somebody I would be interested in. Sort of by the same token, I don't know if it's a great fit just in terms of how interested he would be in Missouri, but I would certainly be interested in Nico Medved. Colorado State's head coach, a guy who's gotten interest in the past, but since he had such a good team coming back this year in particular, you couldn't blame the 48-year-old guy from for actually staying in Colorado State. And listen, Fort Collins, Colorado, I, I visited there. I've been to a wedding there. A beautiful place to live, so I can't blame anybody for being a little bit hesitant to live to to leave there that's for darn sure but anyway just wanted to give you guys a handful of names there that I'm at least keeping my eye on there will be other names that emerge some other people I haven't even mentioned before we've already talked about the Kim English possibilities before I think it's probably a little bit too early for Kim but at the same time certainly not questioning his 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 potential of being a great basketball coach. I think he's got a lot of intangibles and tangible qualities that that are really, really impressive. So certainly not being dismissive of him whatsoever, but at this point, I would say just about any of those guys I mentioned today would probably be ahead of my list on from Kim English at this point. But you know what? That'll do it for this edition of Locked on Mizzou. 
I'll tell you what, thanks as always for making it your first listen. Now make your second listen locked on the NFL draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL corner, Eric Crocker, bring you the NFL draft to light every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and you've been listening to Locked on Mizzou.